Section 10 of National Geographic Magazine, Volume 2, Numbers 3 to 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Reed All Day. Number 4. Geographic Nomenclature. Remarks by Herbert G. Ogden. Geographic Nomenclature. Remarks by Herbert G. Ogden, Gustav Hurl, Marcus Baker, and A. H. Thompson. Mr. Ogden. It was expected that Professor Mendenhall would be with us this evening to address the Society on the subject of geographic nomenclature, but he is unavoidably absent, having been called to Philadelphia, and has requested me to represent him, and present to you an apology for his absence. Professor Mendenhall has been greatly interested in this question since he assumed charge of the Coast and Geodetic Society. Questions of orthography and nomenclature have been before him almost constantly, and the variety of views elicited in response to his inquiries confirmed him in the opinion that the subject is of serious import. He has had, of necessity, to decide a great many cases for publications which were being made. Finally, a long list relating to Alaska came from the Hydrographic Office, which led to a discussion and the suggestion that a board should be formed, consisting of representatives from the different departments and bureaus in Washington that were interested in this matter and that were issuing maps, charts, and other publications requiring geographic names. It is too true that the different bureaus are now using the same names, spelled in different ways, sometimes different names for the same place, and the same name for different places. Indeed, the confusion is so great, you may even read publications relating to the same locality, and at first not realize the fact. The object that Professor Mendenhall had in view in organizing a board was to secure harmony, that all might come together, and that when a question arose between different bureaus, it might be referred to this board to settle, with the concurrence of all. Such a board would also secure stability, as no bureau would undertake to make changes in names that have been accepted, as may now be the case when a bureau falls under new management, or the determination of the questions is referred to new officers without experience. This board, as proposed, was to be formed by representatives from the Hydrographic Office, Smithsonian Institution, War Department, Geological Survey, Coast and Geodetic Survey, Lighthouse Board, the National Geographic Society, Post Office Department, and the General Land Office. All these bureaus or departments gave their assent except the Post Office Department and the General Land Office, but we may hope that these departments will eventually be represented when the practical usefulness of the board has been demonstrated by its decisions. There are three, perhaps four classes of cases that cause the most trouble in geographic names. In the first class, those cases where we are certain of the name itself, that is, we agree in the pronunciation, but disagree in the orthography. In the second class, where there is no question as to the orthography, but where there is a question as to what name should be used, that is, Several names are given to the same point, to the same body of water, or to the same island. In the third class, where there is no question as to the name or the orthography, but a question as to the place to which the name applies. That is, there is no dispute as to the name, but it is applied to different places. This class is sometimes modified by questions as to the geographical limits to which a name applies. That is to say, 
the area to be indicated by the name. For instance, some body of water or a range of mountains and may be designated a fourth class. To cite a few instances of these classes, we have the question of Woods Hole, H-O-L-E, and Woods Hole, H-O-L-L. For many years it was called Woods Hole, H-O-L-E. Recently it would seem to be the conclusion that it should be called Woods Hole, H-O-L-L. We formerly had Hurlgate, and now Hellgate. Princess Bay was at one time spelled Prince's Bay, P-R-I-N-C-E apostrophe S. The error arising, doubtless, from the pronunciation. We also have bodies, B-O-D-Y apostrophe S, island, or bodies, B-O-D-I-E-S, island. We have a peculiar case on the North Carolina coast. Pamplico Sound has generally been used. Now we have Pamlico Sound, legalized by the state legislature. On the coast of Virginia, we have the case of Metomkin, M-E-T-O-M-K-I-N, which has frequently been written M-E-T-O-M-P-K-I-N and M-A-T-O-M-K-I-N. In California, we have point conception, whether it should be spelt with the C or with the T in the last syllable. We also have point Benetta or Benita. Should Yequina be spelt with one N or two? Coos Bay with K or C. This name, I understand, is sometimes pronounced Coos, as though it had two syllables. If the spelling of this name was governed by the rules of the Royal Geographical Society, the K would be used for the hard C, but Coos has been adopted by the state legislature and will probably be retained. One of the most singular perversions is found in Bering Sea. The explorer wrote his name, B-E-R-I-N-G, and yet we find it is customary, almost everywhere, to spell it B-E-H-R-I-N-G. In the second class of cases, where we have different names for the same place, we may cite Bangs Island at the entrance to Portland Harbour. An effort was made not long ago to change this name on the coast survey charts to Cushing's Island. The evidence was so strong that an order was issued to effect the change. When the supporters of Bangs produced additional evidence and secured the retention of that name. On the coast of Florida, we had two St. Joseph's Bays, and a comparatively modern name, Anclot Anchorage, was presented to take the place of a part of one of them, which led to designating the rest of the bay St. Joseph's Sound, Sound being more appropriate for the locality. We have also some notable instances on the Pacific coast, as Cape Orford or Blanco. Cape Gregory or Argo, South Farallon or Southeast Farallon, and in Alaska there are instances too numerous to mention. In the third class of cases, the locality to which the name applies, we may cite Eilehut Bay and East Pembiscot Bay on the coast of Maine, Hempstead Bay on the coast of Long Island, a bay which is almost filled with small islands, rendering it most difficult to satisfactorily define the limits. Chenoteque Bay on the Jersey coast is an instance of growth. It was at one time called Assateague, and although Assateague was retained for many years as applicable to the upper part of the bay, it has finally been restricted to a very small cove in Assateague Island. On the Pacific coast, there are a great many instances, possibly one of the most difficult, relates to the limits of Admiralty Inlet, how far it extends into Puget Sound. Again, to the northward, is what for years has been called Washington Sound, 
an effort is being made to change it to possession sound the latter name i believe was once applied to a portion of the area perhaps we shall eventually see both names on the chart the difficulty of defining the limits to which a name applies may be experienced in dealing with hampton roads or tybee roads apparently simple problems but who will undertake to define the exact limits of these famous roadsteads these questions even when stated in their simplest form are oftentimes very complex for several of the general classes i have referred to may be included in one question and when we attempt to define that which is best they may become very perplexing in seeking advice we are met with a variety of views some will maintain that we should take the nicknames given by the fishermen some prefer names that have been recognized independent of nicknames some will abhor corruptions while others prefer the corruptions if expressive and in general use the experts are very prone to hunting up the root or if necessary to constructing one and throwing out everything that will not conform with it the fact that our country was settled by french spanish and english and that many names are derived from the indian dialects also causes peculiar difficulties in treating some sections the rules of the royal geographical society can be a great help so far as they are applicable they seem to have been used in the modern spelling of dakota d-a-k-o-t-a for the man of war we had of this name some years ago it was spelt dakota d-a-c-o-t-a-h but in the name of the states recently admitted to the union k has been substituted for the hard c and the final h has been dropped there is also great disagreement as to the propriety of the use of the possessive case some will not admit it at all others would like to drop the apostrophe and retain the s in certain cases for euphony this is a question that requires special consideration in each case as the omission of the possessive will sometimes give the name a descriptive meaning not at all applicable to the locality or feature the propriety of personal names is also questioned by many and may lead to continued discussion in alaskan nomenclature where explorers and surveyors have been so liberal in bestowing new names on the same places it would seem to be a good rule in selecting a new name to follow the old indian custom of describing the place an opportunity for an expressive nomenclature seems to have been lost in the northwest in transferring so many of our eastern names instead of selecting new names from the rich native vocabularies as different bureaus may be governed by different principles and may not even be consistent in their own rulings through new principles that may come in by the frequent change of personnel it has heretofore been impracticable to secure uniformity and disputed questions have been carried along for years the board that has been organized is in the direction of developing uniformity in the practice of all it is no easy task but if guided by a generous spirit willing to yield a little here and there its object may be successfully accomplished we cannot foresee to what extent the board will be called upon it has not power to take the initiative but we hope its rulings will prove acceptable that it may establish a reputation that will be recognized by the people as well as by the departments interested in its organization and that eventually rules may be recommended for the nomenclature of our own country that may be an acceptable guide in the determination of new names as well as in the interpretation of those now in question end of section 10